You are listening to the Women Offshore Podcast. I'm Christine McMillan, filling in for Ali Cedeno while she is on maternity leave. I'm an experienced manager and the program coordinator here at Women Offshore. Women Offshore is a 501c3 nonprofit organization supporting a diverse workforce on the water. New episodes of the Women Offshore podcasts are available every Tuesday. Subscribe on whatever platform you like to listen to podcasts on and be in the know about the latest topics related to diversity, equity, and inclusion within the maritime and offshore industries. Be inspired by the stories shared here. Thank you to the OGGN for their continuous support as our podcast producer. They have the best energy shows on their network. In today's podcast, I was given the opportunity to speak to Jackie from the American Petroleum Institute. The introduction was made through the OGGN, and Jackie and I talk about her work at the API, leading a new initiative that helps connect engineering students at minority-serving colleges and universities with access to API standards. Developing the future energy workforce is an exciting topic I love to discuss. And without further ado, here's Jackie. Hi, Christine. Thanks for having me. Yes. So please introduce yourself and your role at the American Petroleum Institute. I work in the Intellectual Property and Distribution, or IPND team. That's within the Global Industry Services, or GIS division. There are a lot of acronyms. <laughs> but I've been with this group for six years, since 2016. But I started with API in 2014, with my first two years being with certification programs, the Monogram API QR program, which is also within the GIS division. So part of my role as of this year is growing the Minority Serving Institutions Initiative. Okay. So can you explain to us more about what the API does in general and how it came to be the organization it is today? Sure. So API is the only trade association representing all segments of America's oil and natural gas industry. It's nearly 600 members produce, process, and distribute most of the nation's energy, and the industry supports millions of U.S. jobs. Just a little history, API originally started as a standard-setting organization that was founded a little more than 100 years ago to supply fuel during World War I, when shortages of equipment at the drill site resulted in drilling delays. So the industry attempted to overcome that problem by pooling equipment, and the program allegedly failed due to lack of uniformity with some of the equipment. So API took on the challenge of developing industry-wide standards and published the first standards for oil field equipment back in 1924. So since then, API has developed through volunteers of industry subject matter experts from all over the world, many of which are our member companies. And we maintain more than 800 standards and guidance documents with the purpose of enhancing operational and environmental safety, efficiency, and sustainability. So that's really the crux of why these standards are so important, right, is the safety aspect? Exactly. Tell us more about your role with the API's intellectual property and distribution department. What does that mean? The standards API publishes are its intellectual property. So I I like to say our team are the gatekeepers, so to speak, for ensuring that our copyright is protected and isn't being infringed on. So we also manage all of the contracts that license the use or sale of our standards. So for example, API doesn't sell its standards directly to customers, but rather we sell them through distributors we have contracts with. 
So a large part of our team's responsibilities is managing and maintaining the relationship with our resellers and contracts that grant permission to use APIs, copyrighted material, or also known as the content within our standards. Okay, got it. I want to switch gears and talk about what you're specifically doing in leading the MSI initiative. Please explain that to me. Just to start off, there are quite a few acronyms that we use. So the main ones that I'll reference, so the MSI initiative, which I mentioned earlier, is the Minority Serving Institutions Initiative. Another acronym that I'll use is HBCU, or Historically Black College and University, and HSI, or Hispanic Serving Institution. So some of the designations are pretty lengthy, and even I don't don't know all of them. Mm Mm-hmm. So just to get back on track, the MSI initiative, it creates opportunities for students at HBCUs and other minority serving institutions just to get a head start on careers in the natural gas and oil industry by giving them free access to APIs, complete library of industry standards. Wow. And so all those that you were originally having to sell and distribute, you have open access. Exactly. Exactly. And so I also just want to caveat that, you know, to qualify as a minority serving institution, at least 25% of the student population has to be made up of at least one minority demographic. And it's made official when the Department of Education actually assigns that designation. So why is it important to provide these students with access to API standards? Nearly 54% of the 1.9 million job opportunities expected to be created over the next two decades in the natural gas, oil, and petrochemical industry are projected to be filled by people of color, according to a recent study prepared for API by IHS Global, which they also happen to be one of our standards resellers. And many of these opportunities will be for highly skilled workers, including engineers. So providing free access to our library for oil and gas equipment, processes, and systems allows these institutions to introduce their students to practical knowledge and industry standards that will be immediately available and applicable in their future careers. So access to these standards will enhance the quality of the students' overall just educational experience, making them more knowledgeable and competitive in the job market after they graduate. That's great. So what prompted API to launch this initiative to begin with? Back in 2019, we were doing some market analysis. And so our intellectual property team, we recognized that there was a disconnect between our industry and academia. So as conversation progressed, this initiative came to be with the hope of reaching engineering programs specifically at MSIs just to help bridge that that gap. Okay, great. How did you get connected with these schools and how did they get connected with API? Introductions to schools have been made through various connections. They would be member company executives, API staff, or their children's alma mater, Mm -hmm. or through work done by one of API state offices. We also have some of the sales team from our standards resellers that also help promote this initiative. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell me the, I think it's 11 schools that you're partnering with right now. Can you rattle them all off the top of your head? (laughs) I can. They are Fort Valley State, Florida A&M University, Grambling State University, Florida International University, New Mexico State, San Jacinto College, Prairie View A&M University, Southern University, Tuskegee University, the University of Hawaii, and the University of Redlands. Wow. So you're spread all over. And Women Offshore does a lot of work with San Jacinto College. 
they have a great maritime community there. So that's great. Yep. They were actually one of our first schools. Um, oh, cool. So we were excited to, to have them on. Yeah. Great. Why does this work matter? Tie it all together for me. Okay. So API's partnerships with these, we'd say highly regarded institutions, it really fosters our industry's drive toward a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive workforce. So API is committed to investing in the next generation of energy workers and the future of the natural gas and oil industry. So whenever we're talking to schools interested in this initiative, we always like to outline the fact that it benefits everyone involved. That's the university and its students and faculty, API and the industry it serves. There's different touch points for everyone involved that really benefit. For students and their career development, if they decide to accept a position within the oil and gas industry anywhere in the world, at some point in their professional career, they will definitely come across API standards. And it's beneficial to universities because technical standards are needed and regularly incorporated into engineering course curricula. So the Accreditation Board for Engineering and Technology, or ABET, it actually requires students to have a basic understanding and familiarity with codes and standards. So having access to our standards helps them with obtaining and maintaining their accreditation status. And then for API in the industry, the benefit is, you know, one thing we want to do is help solve the problem of a retiring workforce. And so to do that, API specifically sees the importance of working with minority serving institutions to help create a new diverse workforce generation that is just representative of America's diversity. So one other thing I just want to note is that the types of engineering jobs in the oil and gas industry isn't just limited to petroleum or petrochemical engineering, but it covers several, if not most, engineering disciplines. So this is great for students and the university, again, because they'll more easily be placed in their fields of interest and in high-paying careers after graduation. That's awesome. So I can hear so much passion in your voice about this. It sounds like you have a vested interest. Definitely. So I think the DEI space is one that API, like many, if not most other organizations, are focusing on. And I'm just really grateful to be a part of it because as a person of diverse background, I know by my own experiences how much diversity and inclusion are critical for creating change and opportunities in, in any organization or industry. So I'm, I'm really just encouraged to do my part when API and the industry are taking proactive steps in this area. I've also just really been enjoying the conversations and the discussions with unique perspectives and look forward to, just in addition to the MSI initiative, identifying and discovering more opportunities for uh, diversity and inclusion. So what can women offshore do to help or get involved? So we are hoping to connect with any MSI that wants to offer these standards to their students. Again, it's free of charge. And if any of your listeners or women offshore colleagues have connections at an MSI, we just appreciate an introduction, let them know what we're doing and see if this is something that they want to take advantage of. But to start, I guess if someone wants to know whether their school is an MSI or not, it just takes a quick, you know, web search to confirm that that's the case and we'll be happy to get an introduction. Thanks. And where can we learn more information if we want to study this more? You can go to API's website. We have a page for the Minority Serving Institution Initiative. 
at www.api.org slash MSI. And my email is listed there where I can be reached directly. So that would, it's pretty easy. Just reach out to me and I'm happy to chat and get an introduction. Thanks, Jackie. And do you have anything else you'd like to share with the Women Offshore community today? Sure. So one other thing I wanted to add as part of this initiative as it kind of developed, because it is one that we just started within the last couple of years, so it is fairly new. But one thing we introduced last summer was an internship opportunity for students at participating schools. And so we had a couple of interns last year, and we have one this summer. And so that's just another way that we're trying to help create opportunity for the future workforce. That's wonderful. Is that an in-person internship or virtual? It can be both. So it can either be in our DC office, our Houston office, or it can be remote. So far, all of our interns have been remote. We had the one from this year. She's from uh, New Mexico State University. And last year, we had another one from New Mexico State and one from Prairie View A&M in Texas. So yeah, they were both remote last year because of the pandemic. They weren't able to come up and visit the offices, but this year we've already had our intern. We flew her up a couple times to DC. So that was really exciting to have her here, at least for a week. Yeah. Great experience. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Jackie, thank you so much for being on the Women Offshore podcast. It's wonderful to talk to you and hear about your initiatives. We can't wait to spread the word and hopefully you can get a response from people that want to take part in this and share it with their university. Thanks for being here. I hope we get to catch up again soon. All right. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. What did you think of the show? Leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Additionally, if you want to propel Women Offshore forward, please visit womenoffshore.org or womenoffshore.shop. Make a donation or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.